Welcome to Pot to Popular, a podcast where we interview the media, marketers, and moguls who are mainstreaming cannabis. Join along as we learn from the greatest minds in this industry and learn about how cannabis is becoming part of popular culture, health, wellness, and industry. Welcome to today's episode of Pots of Popular. I'm your host, Rosie Matteo. Today, we're joined by Kim Jake, co-founder and CMO of Jake Media. Kim is going to join us today and talk about their highly anticipated MJ Unpacked event, which is coming to New York City, May 18th and 19th. She's going to talk to us about what differentiates their conference from the others in the industry and what attendees can expect at this newly launched event. Welcome, Kim. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here today. There is so much buzz around MJ Unpacked coming to New York City, you know, as East Coast is on uh, the eve of legalization, you know, New Jersey just went last week, New York is coming online. So, so much buzz, but I want to start from the beginning. You know, we always like to find the background story. So Kim, you know, after an impressive career in B2B event marketing, you took a leap and co-founded Jig Media and MJ Unpacked, one of the most exclusive cannabis industry events. What prompted you and your husband, George, to launch this new conference experience? <laughs> and we did it at a scary time, too, Rosie. Um, we we did take a big leap. I think big leaps in small businesses are my thing. Um, you know, Love an that. impact is a small and, and family-owned business. But we launched December 2019. We were fully funded by February 1st, and then COVID hit. Um, so I thank the stars that we got the money before COVID, uh, as an event business, but it was, it was pretty scary there for, for quite a while. Um, but George and I saw an unmet need in the cannabis industry trade show space, uh, and we knew we could satisfy it. So there's, you know, a plethora of events that cater to that supply side of the industry. And that was probably very necessary when the industry was just budding. You know, everyone needed grow lights and consultants and label makers. But as we saw the industry mature, George and I know that events that are the most successful in helping drive and shape an industry are the ones that serve CPG brands and retailers on a national level. CPG, I mean, cannabis is a CPG industry, and we didn't see events that were serving that segment of the market. And that's why we launched. I love it. You know, and we know, you know, we work with a lot of the brands and operators. They are trying to position themselves as CPG. So having a conference that caters to that makes total sense. So, but just a little bit about, you know, your background, you know, you had a marketing and leadership experience prior to this. So tell us how this has impacted the business and how you guys think about it. Well, uh, for us, it's all about partnerships and collaboration, you know, Back in the day, George and I have a combined 40 years experience uh, launching events in emerging markets. And I remember when I first started, I would try to do everything by myself. Uh, I know not to do that anymore. So mm-hmm. when we launched MJ Unpack, we strategically partnered with uh, BDSA, for example, to provide us with key data and soft introductions to people in the markets we were serving. I mean, we didn't have a database. We didn't have anything. Um, and since then, we've built very valuable relationships with our investors, our advisory board. We became members of key associations across the country that that help us spread the word to their members. And we partnered with private businesses like Cannabis BPO, who helps us with our customer service 
and uh, the flower agency who helps us with our digital marketing. So for us, it's understanding that partnerships are key uh, in a successful company. By the way, I love Marshall. So I love that you guys are working with BPO. Uh, he's, he's a friend. So shout out, shout out to Marshall. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is like, you know, it, but it's those amazing partnerships. People don't realize like all the little intricacies that go into like planning events and having a call center and having people, you know, to help that, you know, is, is integral in, in success. So I really want to talk a little bit about, you know, the, the inaugural event, MG Unpacked. You launched it in Vegas in 2021, and it's already become a must attend event. So what do you really think makes uh, MG Impact different than other industry events? I know you guys are like capturing CPG, but I think there is a special sauce. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about that. Well, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, we're a must-attend event with only one live event under our belt. Woo! Uh, you know, I we love think- it. We love it. Like the buzz, like I was saying before <laughs> we launched on, like it's palpable in New York City where we sit. So, you know, we're excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I think, you know, that exclusivity is what makes us different. Um, we only allow licensed holders with the title manager and above. I think that that's key too. Um, and we bring in accredited investors. So we know that retailers need capital, brands need capital. Uh, we know that brands and retailers are looking for expansion opportunities. And what we did when we created MJ Impact is we don't have rows and rows of booths, right? We knew that it was cost prohibitive for THC brands to perhaps exhibit in a 10 by 10 booth, for example. And we know that they're not even used to it. So what we did instead was we put the brands in these glass display cases, and then we strategically placed them throughout the exhibit hall floor. Now we do have booths um, and we also have larger meeting areas in the middle of the floor so people can sit down and have a conversation. And we have soft seating throughout the event. And we have a bar in our lounge, which is in our lobby. We have music playing so that people feel more comfortable to have deeper conversations rather than just walking through rows and rows of booths um, that are very transactional in nature. You're handing out business cards or you're hiding your badge because you don't want somebody to see you or talk to you and ask you, you know, how did you get into this business and how are you so successful? So I think coupling the exclusivity of the delegates with the layout of the conference or the event itself really does, in, it almost invites more connection and deeper conversations. And that's what makes deals get done. I, I absolutely love it, right? Like there's nothing worse. I used to work in, in specialty food, right? And yeah. I would go to like a fancy food show or Expo West. And there's nothing worse than being like a vendor or like I'm a, an exhibitor and spending, you know, $100,000 on your booth. And then all you're being, uh, you're being solicited the entire time versus right. having like meaningful conversations. And like, you know, I, as a publicist, we used to sit there start trying to, you know, vet the people coming by the booth. So our clients would have like real conversations with actual buyers or media. So I think that is like super smart being, you know, ultra curated about, you know, who your attendee list is. Right. And we do have ancillary suppliers that uh, exhibit with us and we keep that number limited. Uh, we also look for those companies that are innovative and can really provide value. And speaking of Marshall, um, shout outs to him all day, but I was talking to him this morning, actually. 
And he said, even as an ancillary provider, he knows not to sell at MJ Impact. It's just not the right buy. That's what he told me this morning. So, yeah. Gotcha. I'm totally with you. And like, it's also the difference between like having a service provider exhibiting versus them just trying to like walk the aisles, trying to sell those services. Right. (laughs) Very different. Like, I think, you know, there's a common respect. People actually paid the price to be there. Right. Um, But I also love, so you you got your first event under your belt, which, you know, we said it's a lot of buzz, but I'd love to understand, you know, you guys have a a major emphasis on the content, which I think is super important um, and not just being, you know, quote unquote trade show. So what industry topics, trends, or conversations will gain traction this year? Like, what did you learn from the first one, what was popular? What will we expect to see in terms of the content at this show? Well, it's interesting that you brought up content because content, I think this also differentiates us. We do not sell our stage, meaning that you cannot pay us to be a speaker at our event. And all of the content is created by license holders. And each session is led by license holders. So you're not going to have a conference session that does not apply to your business. And I think that that's very valuable. So especially on the East coast, you know, we're going to be talking about DEI in every single session. It's going to, it's comes up in every session, you know, other topics in New York, for example, building your brand via licensing. That's, that's what this is all about. Right. So how do you do that? We're also going to be talking about how CPG and retail brands translate coast to coast. Um, Building and protecting the craft cannabis ecosystem. We'll be talking about that. And of course, legacy storytelling, creating an authentic brand from the unregulated market. I think that's going to be very valuable and applicable to to New York. Absolutely. And that is the topic, you know, in New York that everybody, you know, which is amazing to hear, like, everybody's really invested in it, you know, everybody from the current operators to incumbents. So I'm loving that that's going to be a major theme. And because like, that's what's in the air in New York. Um, So Rosie, I forgot to mention, I do want to say this. Um, We haven't even announced this yet, but Chair Tremaine Wright from the New York Office of Cannabis Management, she will actually be at MJ Impact. She's amazing. She is amazing. And I'm super excited because they're going to be discussing how they intend to address you know, restorative justice and social equity and building a diverse and inclusive industry in the state. So we're super excited about that session as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of people are really curious on how it's actually going to play out. I know like some of the regulations have come out, you know, letting um, social equity applicants, you know, you know, get uh, the first hundred licenses, which is amazing. But I think people really want to see like what the rollout's going to be. So hopefully we'll get some insight at the event uh, from Tremaine. Um, you know, and, and as you mentioned, MJ Unpacked is only open to top level executive investors, uh, many of whom are probably being courted by multiple events during peak conferences. And we know there's one happening this week and there's one last week. Why did Jake establish these exclusive attendance requirements? What do you um, what do you see MJ Unpacked value add to the industry leaders are? We understand what it is for like the exhibitors to get these like top tier executives. What's your value proposition to get those people in the room? Well, first of all, who doesn't want to see a hundred cannabis brands from across the country all in one place, right? So that's very cool. <laughs> you get incredible market intelligence. Uh, you see amazing innovation. Um, and so I think that market intelligence is key, but also by having the right people in the room, again, that lends itself to those kinds of conversations. Like we have already know about people that from Vegas that are talking M&A activity that happened from our event. I can't discuss that obviously, but there, we had someone from Cresco Labs actually, who said to George, this is like 
the perfect place for us to go fishing, right? For acquisitions. So I think that M&A activity, the licensing deals that occur, some people are looking for those exit plans while others are looking for growth, expansion opportunities, and having the right people in the room, of course, lends itself to that. Absolutely. Um, and also, you know, we, we also spoke at this for a second. And, you know, I think there's also probably the reason why a lot of these um, high profile investors and um, executives come, you know, it, it is an invite only event. And so when we talked about the speakers, what qualities do you look for in a speaker? And like, what is that approach to curating, engaged and informative programming? Like, we know that you guys take a really critical look at, at who you have as speakers. Talk to us a little bit about the criteria, especially people listening who might want to speak next year. What do you look for? First, we look that they're a license holder. (laughs) Um, So they have to have that experience. And then we look for expertise in a given session, depending on what that session is. And we don't have a call for speakers. We personally invite the license holders to speak on topics that we know just from discussion with them that they have experience with. And when I don't know someone, I call you guys and I say, (laughs) help, I need it. You know, a retailer that has experience and expertise and such as subject matter. And you guys always come through. Thank you. But we, also, we love the partnership. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, but each, we also try to create panels where we have, you know, perhaps one of the speakers is a large MSO. Another panelist on that same panel will only be an independent operator with maybe two to three stores. And then we want a mid-level operator Um, somebody who has maybe 10 to 12 stores in three states. So we try to balance it because we believe each one of those experts brings a different perspective to the discussion. I I love that. And, you know, because people come in all from all walks of life, right? So Mm -hmm. I I love that approach. And then also, um, you know, and just to expand on that, MG Impact is also the only trade show where brands and retailers from every single market in the country. You know, you mentioned maybe some Vegas people are coming here. Why is it important to have the representation at a conference? But and what can attendees learn from operators in these other markets? You know, we're on these coasts for, I think, a specific reason this time around, but love to understand that. Sure. So again, they learn from each other. Um, they can talk about the different regulations in the different markets. I hope that New York teaches California a thing or two. You know, when we when I talk to retailers in California, it re- really affects me when they say that if things don't change in California, if there's no relief, um, they won't be in business in three years. Or I talked to brands in California, and I think what only 34% of them are profitable. So when you talk to people in different markets and they share their stories, it that's when magic happens. Because now you feel empowered to go back to your own state and maybe you, you know, you get involved in different ways, you have different conversations, you have somebody can give you solutions that you may have not thought of. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a really, really good um, approach to it. Right. So, and mm-hmm. I, and I, I think you're going to see, I think that's why you, you probably saw like some of those deals are happening, you know, at the Vegas show, right. It's just like that diverse um, perspective and uh, in different like parts of the ecosystem. Right. And actually that was brought up at MJ impact in Vegas. Uh, several people said to us, we have never seen a conference so diverse, excuse me. So that was fantastic. Um, there was tons of women. There were tons of people of color. There were tons of people from the BIPOC community. I mean, it was just 
really important um, for us to provide a space like that where you can meet people from different walks of life. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, and and back to that, you know, the thoughtful content and programming is important over a conference experience, which you talked about, but they also have to have like a welcoming and comfortable environment for all attendees, which I know is very important to you. So what have been some of the key issues you've seen at other industry gatherings and how does MJ Unpacked actually create and maintain that safe space? Because we do see some of that at other ones. Yeah. (laughs) So George and I, when we actually launched Jage Media, we put up a big, huge post-it in our kitchen and we were trying to figure out, you know, what are our values going to be? What are our, what is our company culture going to be? And the first thing we wrote on this post-it was no assholes and no assholes. What we meant. We have that that on our whiteboard here. No asshole follows. I'm with you. No assholes. And we meant that in our own company. And we also mean that at our event. And at the entrance of the event, there's this huge meter board and, you know, it has the rules of the show and we're you know, obligated to say things like there's no THC on the show floor. I mean, that's a rule of MJ Impact, but the first one is no assholes. Um, and I think we describe the behavior that is inappropriate and that includes harassment and inappropriate touching and lewd comments and bullying. And, you know, I've heard of people screaming in other people's faces. Uh, I think MJ Biz, somebody punched somebody else. I mean, that will not be tolerated. Uh, if that behavior occurs, they will be kicked out of the event. So first, I think that MJ Impact is able to create a safe space because we've created a safe space in our company as part of our company culture. And so that comes from the top down. And also, I think, you know, we're, it's, it's a more sophisticated and elevated event and program in general. And we will not tolerate anybody screaming or punching or harassing any human being at MJ Impact. I, I love it. I think that, you know, we've seen it happen and, and you make a very, very good point. It also is interesting too. It's, which I always find interesting some of the other events where like most of them have like no cannabis policies, but you see people breaking it, but all the alcohol you're seeing too, right? At some of these right. events during the day, it's like not a good, uh, not a good setup when like, you know, uh, people are pretty stressed out and you know trying to do their best show. So I think you're really smart to just really set those parameters to have like an upscale and, um, and a really professional show. Exactly. And, um, and, but it's not even about the conference, right? I want to talk a little bit about some of your other properties. MJ Brand Insights, another port of venture um, that gives key news and intel to retailers and brands, like similar to the conference, but, you know, in a, in a media platform. What yeah. inspired you to launch Brand Insights and how does it empower cannabis businesses? Well, we hope that it empowers them by, again, providing them a solution to how other operators have approached pain points. And MJ Brand Insights is able to do that 365 days a year, right? Not just twice. Um, and our, I love Felisa Rogers, our editor-in-chief, is awesome. Macy Wolfer, our assistant editor, and our contributing writers are all exceptional. They all love the plant. Um, and they love talking to these businesses and, sh- and profiling them. And, and you know, being excited about their success. And that all comes through when they're writing. So I love MJBI. Um, It's gaining significant traction, which I'm super excited about. We will be revamping it and having sort of a 2.0 after our event in New York. So we're excited about that. Um, But it highlights those new products and that innovation 
uh, M&A activity. And BDSA provides exclusive data regarding industry trends um, for MJBI, which is great too. I love it. Um, and also, I, I'd love to um, talk a little about the about the format, right? So after the success in Vegas, um, you're coming to New York City this month, obviously, with this new Imagine format. So we yeah. talked a little about some of the changes, what people might have seen in Vegas that they're not going to see in New York. Um, the, the, when I said newly imagined format, I meant that generally as, as the event, the event it MJ impact is a newly imagined trade event period. There, there is not one like it. Um, so I think that's what I meant. We're not really changing anything for New York. You're still going to have a lobby with the lounge in it. We'll still have the live music and the live music, by the way, is trying to counteract the effects of alcohol. Sometimes it's nice and calming, <laughs> Um, we'll still have private meeting rooms, uh, for investors and companies that are looking to maybe have a a more private area that they can have conversations in. So all of that is stays the same. Um, what will be different is when we come back to Vegas in September 28th through the 30th, we'll be at the MGM and that will be a full three day conference. And the first day will be sessions only, and the exhibit hall will be open the second and third day without competing with sessions. Oh, that's great. That is great. I always do the suede events too. It's like, I, I can't, can't have your ass in two seats as someone I, I like says a lot. So I, I love that. I love that. You can't have your ass in two seats. That's brilliant. Yes. So that that's what's going to be different. Gotcha. I mean, I think it's great. Um, and also it's going to be a prime look talking about New York city, New York city, which is, um, you know, very hot right now as it relates to cannabis conversations. Um, it's going to be a prime location for operators in the emerging Northeast market, um, to convene a network. How do you think business opportunities will differ in this emerging market and what unique opportunities can these Northeast leaders look forward to at the event? Yeah. So MJ impact is really for brands that are looking to establish themselves nationally. And I mean, New York, you got to be in New York, right? <laughs> if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. That's so right. I, I, and New York is arguably the kingmaker of brands and why so many CPG retailers have their flagship stores in New York City. So I think New York City is pivotal uh, for brands that are looking to establish themselves nationally. And of course, you also are the investor capital of the world, right? So we invite accredited investors to come to MJ Impact. It, if they are actively investing in the space. Um, and MJ Impact provides those investors with deal flow. They, they get it. And then they, we also have pitch presentations. So we have companies that are looking for capital get to pitch on our, on our stage and accredited investors can listen to those pitches and they can determine who they might want to invest in next. Um, and as far as those networking opportunities go, those Northeast entrepreneurs get to meet with seasoned operators from the West coast and they gain valuable Intel again from their experiences. So we're super excited to be in New York and we will again be in New York in 2023. So Vegas, New York, Vegas, New York. I love it. It's great. Um, And then also finally, um, 2022 is going to be a big year for both Jake and the industry as a whole. What are you most excited about for the year ahead, aside from the event in two weeks from now? (laughs) Well, I'm, I hope next year brings us closer to a more equitable and diverse industry with tons of growth and lots of profitability. I'm with you on that. <laughs> That's yes. what I hope for. 
but one day at a time right now I'm focused in two weeks. I love it. And we cannot wait to be at the event and, you know, we really feel a buzz and we feel the excitement in the air and looking forward to connecting with you and the rest of the industry um, at the event. So thank you so much for joining us today and we'll see you in two weeks ready for the big party. Thank you, Rosie. I'm excited to see you.